presented by Google. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Raghu Manavalan. It's Tuesday, and this is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. An unusual confluence of factors have brought back a climate change fighting policy that many Democrats saw as politically toxic the carbon tax. While the idea has long been the favorite tool of economists like Janet Yellen, Republicans like Mitt Romney, and the American Petroleum Institute, the Biden White House has always opposed pricing carbon. The president's staff has feared both the general politics and the specific fact that a carbon tax could violate the president's pledge not to raise taxes on Americans making under $400,000 a year. Instead, Biden placed his faith in the Clean Electricity Performance Program, drafted by Senator Tina Smith, which would pay utilities to shift to clean energy and find those that didn't. But the CEPP now seems almost dead, a casualty of reconciliation Grim Reaper Joe Manchin. Proponents of the plan say that Manchin, despite his public opposition to the Biden version, spent weeks engaged in negotiations over a modified CEPP that was friendlier to coal and natural gas, but eventually declared it unworkable. A source familiar with the talk said, Manchin and the White House were negotiating on CEPP. And Manchin was into something, likely a lesser version or a watered-down version, but still something. And then he decided no CEPP at all. So it's not like he had always been against it. That was a new position. Now the White House is looking to meet targets without CEPP. Zach Coleman, who covers the issue closely for Politico, told us that while his sources say that CEPP isn't technically dead, an assessment shared by a top White House official, the fact that Manchin, who talked to Biden over the phone on Monday, isn't actively offering ideas for how Democrats in the White House could make it work for him is just as problematic, said the source close to the talks. Basically, the question is, can the White House revive CEPP in some form? The answer from Senate negotiators is that it's unlikely, and several progressive Democrats are happy to have a shot at resurrecting the carbon tax, which is supported by Democratic Senators Ron Wyden, Chris Coons, and Brian Schatz, among others. One Democratic senator involved with the climate negotiations said that a carbon tax was still in the mix and that we are getting pretty close to a deal. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has previously told Senator Wyden to make sure that any carbon tax complies with Biden's $400,000 tax pledge, which could be accomplished by sending rebates back to consumers. Enter Kirsten Cinema. The return of the carbon tax has also been facilitated by the Arizona senator, whose revolt against some of the other tax hikes in the Biden plan forced legislators to come up with additional options. Those include a fee on carbon, which Wyden, who was Senate finance chairman, is in charge of writing the tax provisions, was happy to put back on the policy menu. The AP also sees things headed toward a carbon tax as well, noting that a middle ground proposal after the demise of CEPP could include Wyden's quote, tax credits for energy producers that reduce emissions, and pollution fees to be paid by industries for every ton of planet-warming carbon dioxide they emit. Finally, CNN reports that Manchin himself broke the news to Smith that the West Virginian couldn't back any form of CEPP. Smith told CNN, He told me last week he just didn't think he could get there on the clean electricity program, but rolling back the CEPP, which is a foundation of the president's action plan, that's a huge concession. The question on my mind is, what are we going to do instead? She said senators are now considering a carbon tax. But CNN also added this rather important caveat. It's unclear if Manchin will support that. Democrats today are expected to reveal a scaled-back version of the party's proposal to use the IRS to crack down on tax cheats. The move, scooped by Washington Post Jeff Stein, comes after the banking industry and Republicans called foul, suggesting the proposal would be a gross invasion of people's bank accounts and privacy. The change, according to the Washington Post. Initially, 
the Department of Treasury and Senate Democrats had proposed requiring financial institutions to provide information on bank accounts with more than $600 in annual deposits or withdrawals. The new proposal will instead require the provision of additional information for accounts with more than $10,000 in annual deposits or withdrawals. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 9.30 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the President's Daily Brief. At 2 p.m., Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen will meet with House progressives in the Oval Office. At 4.30, they'll do the same with a bicameral group of moderates in the Oval Office. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 1 p.m. The Senate will meet at 10. The Finance Committee will hold a hearing at 9.30 a.m. on the nomination of Chris Magnus as Customs and Border Protection Commissioner. The House will meet at 2 p.m. to take up several bills, with the votes postponed until 6.30. The January 6th Select Commission will meet at 7.30 p.m. to vote on holding Steve Bannon on criminal contempt of Congress. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munaval and have a great Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. Google keeps more people safe online than anyone else with products that are secure by default, private by design, and put you in control. Everyday Google blocks 100 million phishing attempts, checks the security of 1 billion saved passwords, and protects 4 billion devices from risky sites. Everyday is safer with Google. Learn more at safety.google.